Hey everyone, welcome to the Rock Church Podcast. My name is Pastor Shane Beeson, and we have a round table of individuals here, including Pastor Mike Erdman, uh, Pastor Tyson Lamberson, Pastor Tammy Lamberson, and Pastor Jaime Gonzalez. We are currently in a series titled Pneumatology, which for those out there that are not familiar with that word, it is simply put the theology of the Holy Spirit. We've gone through two weeks so far, two Sundays, and the first Sunday we posed the question, who is he? And the second Sunday, is he a person? And so the goal of this podcast is for us to dig in a little bit deeper and expound on what we talk about on Sundays and provide you listeners out there with a greater uh, context and understanding of God and his word. And let's get get this thing kicked off. Um, let's do it. Yeah, so this is Pastor Tyson. I'm grateful that we are talking about the Holy Spirit and what God is doing uh, through the Holy Spirit. I want you to know the Holy Spirit shows up in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, a very important person as part of the Trinity. Uh, this last week we talked about Jesus uh, saying, it's better that I go away to send you a helper, a comforter. We talked about that uh, week one and week two. And when you look at the text, the Holy Spirit is everywhere, but for some reason, we forget about Him and that He's a third part of the Trinity. He is God, and He wants to be with us. And so we need to invite and let Him in. So this last week, we talked about He is a person. He has a mind, will, and emotions. And so I'd be interested on your take of the Holy Spirit as a person. Yeah, one of the things uh, I'd like to throw out there is how often we compartmentalize the Trinity and how we see the Spirit, the word Spirit maybe in the Scripture, and we we tend to maybe over-exaggerate the separation of the Word or the name God, the Spirit, and Jesus, and forget that they are one person, and that when we talk about the Spirit, as we talked about last Sunday, um, or the Sunday before, is that He is God, and He is the way in which we experience God on this earth. Um, God is a heavenly being. He's a spirit being. We know that He resides in heaven, and that the Spirit is His essence with us here on earth. I like the fact that he is in us as our spirit as well. And that's something that, you know, it's hard to understand, but it's that how, that's how close he is in us, in each of us. And his spirit resides in heaven, his spirit resides around us, his spirit resides in us. Absolutely, and that's what Jesus is talking about with Pastor Tyson you just quoted this is why Jesus said he must go so that we can receive his Holy Spirit. And I think that's where the language of the Holy Spirit is a person kind of confuses me. Um, because when I think of person, I think of something with bodily form like Jesus. And Jesus is not everywhere all at once. He's at the right hand of the Father, but the Holy Spirit is with us. So when Pastor Tyson mentioned, okay, what is a person? It's something or a being with a personality, that really helped me a lot because the Holy Spirit absolutely has a personality. And we got into that. And that that kind of 
helped me um, solidify it a little bit. It was like, it's not mystic. It's not a Holy Ghost. You know, this is a person. Because um, I think it was C.S. Lewis maybe that said, um, you are not a body with a soul. You are a soul and have a body. Yeah. And so when I think of the Holy Spirit, it's more, he does have a soul. Um, it's just not contained in a physical body other than mine. It's a, right. it's a being. Mm. And so the language around of, is the Holy Spirit a person? was like, that That kind of made me stop and think a little bit. That, But then when it was explained and dug a little deeper, it made more sense to me. Absolutely. I do relate to you in that. I think it's interesting because things we don't understand, we like to create words for. And then we often create words that we don't understand for things we don't understand. And it can seem really mysterious mm-hmm. and crazy. And um, especially when everything in our world is so tangible, we use so many senses. We have our sense of smell, sight, and so on. And spirit is a sense. And it's something we we like experience. So we experience our spirit with God's spirit commune. And so um, I just say that to say it can be really intimidating and weird for people. And I, I do want to lean into that a little bit because Tyson, I love what you talked about is um, the Holy Spirit's not weird. He's my friend. I know him, but people are weird. Tell us more about that. <laughs> yeah. So I think we have created a weirdness around the Holy Spirit, us as human beings. Mm. And in the process of that, it's been tainted. It's been convoluted uh, because people have their own ideology about the Holy Spirit, their own philosophy. And in that, it's made the concept, the person of the Holy Spirit, weird. And so sometimes we need to realize he is a person. He is God. He is not He's not weird. We need to get to know him. Just as in every person we meet, it's kind of awkward getting to know them, and there's some weirdness around that. But once you get to know the Holy Spirit, he is gentle. He is kind. He's always drawing you. He brings conviction. He wants to regenerate the believer. He wants the best for you. Mm. And he speaks to you this day. He still speaks to you. And so just getting to know him kind of lessens that. But there are concepts, philosophies, uh, doctrine that do convolute the realness and the genuineness of the Holy Spirit. I wonder, when we over-compartmentalize the Trinity and we unhealthily separate them from each other, and we don't acknowledge that the Spirit is God and God is the Spirit, people tend to make up a personality or a um, off-base theology on who the Holy Spirit is when we know who He is because we have the Word of God breathed, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and the theology of God and the Spirit are one and the same. And um, I think I've experienced in my life where that's been over compartmentalized and it's mm-hmm. almost like those are two worshiped beings that are different and they are act different and everything they do is different. I'm over exaggerating here, but that's what it seems like. And um, I don't think that's the case. They are the same person. They are. And, and one of the things, you, John 16, 
says that the Holy Spirit glorifies Christ. Everything the Holy Spirit does points you back to Jesus as fully God, fully man. But you do see that when the Holy Spirit shows up in the book of Acts, people begin to speak in other tongues, and others said, hey, they're all drunk. So I do not want to put constraints on the Holy Spirit and what he can do and what he can cause and what he can uh, articulate or make happen. And sometimes that's out of our natural realm of understanding because the Holy Spirit is God. Absolutely. And that's where I would say the Holy Spirit is totally weird and we need to normalize it. We need to normalize it. He's going to do things that um, are weird to us or different, which is the whole point to be counterculture. It's something we haven't seen before and what we don't know or we over compartmentalize. I also don't want to get into where we oversimplify. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's very complex. He's going to do things that we don't understand. And so if we automatically reject something, a moving of the spirit because it looks weird or feels weird to us, that's not that's not being open to God's plan either. And so just because it feels weird to us, does that mean it's not of God? And yet at the same time we say, okay, the Holy Spirit has emotions. So how do we learn to tell the difference between emotional hype and Holy Spirit conviction and persuasion? Yeah, you know where do we get lost in that? I'm I'm really excited for this series because um, all of our backgrounds and family of origin and what we've been taught. I think there's some unlearning to do and some new learning to do, and I just know the Holy Spirit is going to be so present and give us clarity because that's one thing He's not a God of confusion. Amen. It's bringing yeah. clarity. So. I, I do want to acknowledge too that weird is a moving target. Yes. it's culturally based, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. and it can be different to every individual and every culture, like you just, you mentioned uh, people's origin story and where they came from and what their experience is. And um, yeah. And, you know, Jaime, you've had some experience in that. Do you want to talk about some of your experience with the Holy Spirit in context of your upbringing and maybe how that skewed your view? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like growing up, not only was I exposed to Jesus, but I've exposed this idea of what the Holy Spirit was shown to me. It was theatrical. It was this sense of like, you fall down, you do weird things on the ground and you start <laughs> mummering and doing things. And that was just something that I was exposed to. And so my relationship with Jesus was a performance. You have to look a certain part, do things. And, and I just, for me, it wasn't there. And that's something I struggled with for the longest time. And honestly, going through this series, you know, we talk about the the tongues, but man, there's so much more. Tyson's going to be hitting on power, love, fruit, gifts. Like the spirit has so much to give to us. Like Amen. I'm so excited for that and to be represented that. I, I have such a bad representation of the Holy Spirit and I'm excited. And I've been growing so much in understanding who 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 he is and just that third part of the Trinity that we don't really talk about really much. And honestly, I have a question from one of my kids and one of one of the kids in rock youth, one of the students said "If the Holy spirit is equal to the God and the father and the son. Why is he less mentioned and praised in the Bible? And it's not that the spirit isn't, isn't mentioned or praised in the Bible, but I think as people, we don't talk about him enough. And our kids, you know, I don't know how much they're getting into God's word, but I can already tell you that question is concerning that we're not talking about the one person that's here to help us and comfort us. And so 
Um, I'm excited for our rock youth to grow in knowledge of who this person is, the Holy Spirit. So, yeah. About why we don't talk about him? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It kind of goes back to the way we were raised. We we are as a people. If I don't understand something, I don't want to sound stupid. And Mm -hmm. so I'm not going to try to explain something that I can't understand. But I think that's the beauty of the mystery of God is that I don't have to explain it. He is there to teach me, to guide me, to empower me. He is there to be my voice when I can't be a voice. He's there to transform my dirtiness into riches. He's there to... Be everything that God's created me to be. He transforms me and partners with me in order to be like Christ. Uh, and, and he draws me to Jesus, and Jesus draws me to the Father. Jesus himself said to the disciples when they were trying to figure out simply who the Father was, he said, if you can't, you, you should see him in me. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And that's kind of how I measure the Holy Spirit is if he's drawing me to Jesus, that's the Spirit. And it might be weird, and it might not be something I've ever experienced before, but if that's the Holy Spirit, I want that to be normal. Well, and you just took us somewhere, which is um, to the environment where we realize that this isn't just data, it's not intellectual data, it's actually the the relationship with the Holy Spirit is experiential yeah. and transformational, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's, that is... It's beyond. it's 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 beyond comprehension. Yeah, uh, I in the process of this answering that question, why don't we talk about him? Uh, if he's part of the Trinity, where we're at, the the importance is the Holy Spirit is all over the Bible. Mm-hmm. In fact, Second uh, Peter. Uh, chapter 1, verse 21 says, For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So when you see the Holy Spirit show up in the second verse of the Bible, it's important. You see it all throughout the Old Testament. You see it through the Old Testament prophecy. You see it through the New Testament. You see see it through our salvation, as Mike said. You can't Mm -hmm. come to Jesus except through being drawn by the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. And he is the written word. He's the one who authored this, mm-hmm. the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. uh, through men, through human beings, through humankind. The Holy Spirit is active and present. And we need to be aware of that, especially in these last days, because the prophet Joel said, in the last days, my sons and my daughters will prophesy. How are we going to prophesy without the Holy Spirit? That's yeah. in our own yeah. own strength. Mm-hmm. We're going to need the Holy Spirit to prophesy through us to change a generation, to change people's destination of mm-hmm. eternity. So, good. so the second part of that question is, uh, why isn't he mentioned as much as Jesus and God the Father in the Bible? And while he is mentioned in the Old Testament, I'm, I'm learning here, uh, but he really didn't fall on the people and inhabit people until the New Testament, correct? Till Acts, until mm. Jesus left. And so while he's been a part of the design, it wasn't like one-to-one interaction as much as the Spirit of God 
was in the Old Testament, as, and she's really came on the scene um, after Jesus left. Is that is that maybe why it's not talked about as much? Yeah, maybe. I think of three things with that, and it's because of Jesus that we have this spirit mm-hmm. and right. that we have that relationship. Um, second part of that is I see the spirit hovering over the waters and participating in creation, and then I see... Um, in Revelation, the cry, the Spirit and the bride say, come. So from front to back, you see the Holy Spirit. And then I do want to mention there are some really interesting things in the Old Testament where the Spirit of God comes upon people. I think of like Saul when he gets anointed for king and there's these these musician prophets that come down the hillside and he it's the scripture says he's overcome by the spirit and he starts speaking and he it says he's a new man he becomes a new man and so there's these varying moments in the old testament but you're right from a general statement um it's only on it's like the spirit of god would rest on people for a purpose and a moment and that was the that was like part of the role of the spirit whereas in the new testament for believers we all get to experience that. Mm-hmm. And wow, what a gift that is. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's cool. really called the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you see that in John chapter 14 and Romans chapter 8, verse 9 through 11, that the Holy Spirit indwells in us now. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, he would come up on people mm-hmm. for a short season. And now, mm-hmm. because of what Christ did on the cross, made a way for us, made a bridge for us to the Father... Now the Holy Spirit can come and dwell in us. Mm. But then there's more. Uh, He wants more for us than just salvation. He wants to empower Mm. us. He wants to baptize us us in the Holy Spirit for gifts, not for our benefit, but for the kingdom's benefit, for the growing of people. I, I really love that the Holy Spirit has been around since the beginning. Mm-hmm. This makes him an active participant in the Trinity, that he is God, and God is a person. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit points us to Jesus so that we can have access to the Father. Yep. And this is his job, to push us towards Jesus, to impart in us the abilities beyond, mm-hmm. supernatural abilities beyond us, but also give us the fruits of the Spirit. Love, Mm -hmm. joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, Mm -hmm. self-control, and long-suffering. And man, don't we all need a dose of that every day? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I like to think he's the one who fosters the relationship with Jesus, and Jesus fosters the relationship for the Father. Mm -hmm. And just for that simple fact, if you're not a person, you don't care about relationship. People need relationship, they desire relationship, and they they move towards that. And so, man. Hey, Tyson, you said something about a job, like the Holy Spirit is doing his job. Well, so what's Jesus doing now? You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, what's, so we have this person, the Holy Spirit. So is Jesus completely out of the loop now? I mean, that's kind of. Absolutely not. Uh, The scripture is very clear. He's at the right hand of the Father, interceding Mm -hmm. for us. And when you look at the Holy Spirit, I mean, he imparts spiritual truth. 
He glorifies Christ. He endows uh, from on high he the power of the gospel transformation. He empowers that. He fills believers. He pours out God's love. He enables believers to walk in holiness. He makes intercession. He imparts gifts for ministry, and he mm-hmm. strengthens our inner being, which is why we talk about built well, is that we want our inner being to be holistic in every aspect. And the Holy Spirit speaks to that. He speaks mm-hmm. to your mind. He speaks to your heart. Mm-hmm. He speaks to your will. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is who the Holy Spirit is. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is interceding for us. That's why the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues is so important. And we'll get into that later. Mm, that's good. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining with us today, taking a few minutes out of your time to maybe immerse yourself in the context of our series and in the Word of God. Um, We're looking forward to spending more time with you, and um, we pray that you would be blessed. May God bless you and keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you. May He lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.